Hi, you're listening to a podcast brought to you by the teaching team at New Life in North Lincolnshire. New Life is committed to helping transform people and transform places through the love and power of Jesus Christ. We hope you, in some small way, will be blessed and transformed by this message. So, morning, how are you? Good weekend so far? Wasn't that just so good? You know, I felt known and loved by God in that moment when we were worshipping, when we were praying. But, you know, I'm known by God. The living God knows me inside out. He loves me. And I felt like he was meeting with us to prepare us to receive new gifts. That we need to know that we are known by him so that we can receive gifts from him. And this morning, we are going to look at the gifts to shine. And I want to encourage you to be open to receive new gifts from the Lord Jesus. That uh, he's got something for you, for those who are going to come along tonight. Um, If we haven't met before, my name's Chris. Uh, If this is the first time uh, that we've met, I've been journeying uh, with New Life Church this year uh, to encourage each one of you to be a light, to shine out for those who haven't got a clue about Jesus. Uh, I spent the day yesterday with my son. Uh, He treated me to lunch. It was great. And uh, when he was nine, he's 20, but when he was nine, his teacher asked him, "Uh, what does your dad do? And he he couldn't answer. He was like, "Um, uh, (laughs) what does my dad do? Uh, I'm a writer. I, I love teaching. I'm principal of a uh, college that Jane is out with a team of people. Uh, I, I love being an artist. But my son, he was stumped. And he was like, oh, what does my dad do? And his teacher was like, I'll come back to you. So he came back after 20 minutes or so. said, so, what does your dad do? And he said, my dad. My dad helps people love Jesus. And that's what I want to do for you this morning, to help you love Jesus, receive from him all that he's got for you so that you can help people love Jesus. So tonight when we welcome our friends, our family, those that we've got tickets for, who are coming along to the uh, housework fire work party thing, house thing. Is it a house party? Firework house party. That we'd have those new gifts from the Lord Jesus so that others can also have what we've got. That's my prayer. That the gifts that we receive from him would mean that others get what it means to be a follower of Jesus. So I've mentioned uh, the Light College that Jane is part of, that um, I co-lead with an amazing team of people. It's a real joy to sit next to you this morning, Jane, and to be with you. I've mentioned being an artist And I've mentioned the challenge, the be the light, be one to make one. And I want to remind you this morning of uh, some of the things that I have encouraged you this year. And that I pray that you'll carry on doing. My prayer for you as a church is that you will regularly pray for your non-Christian friends. You will regularly pray your non-Christian friends, that you'll regularly talk to others 
about your story. That you'll regularly share God's story. And that you will invite friends and family to be part of this story in new life. That's my prayer. Now before we look at gifts, I need to do some disclaimers. And there's three of them. Three disclaimers when we look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The first is this. It's okay to have a go and get it wrong. It's okay. Because I meet so many Christians who've had a go and it hasn't quite worked and they feel stupid. And it's like, I can never do that again. I'll never use the gifts of the Holy Spirit to help me share what I've got about Jesus. And, and, but that's part of being a disciple, to grow, to get stuff wrong, to learn from it. And I could talk all day of the times that I've just got it wrong, that I've spoken to people about Jesus, or I've brought to them what I thought was a word of prophecy or word of knowledge, or I've offered to pray for healing, and it has been wrong. But it's okay to get it wrong. Because part of me being a disciple is that I want to grow. I want to learn new stuff. I want to receive new stuff. I want to be teachable. I, want to, I, want, I don't want to get stuck. And part of receiving new gifts is to become unstuck. So you've got a new gift. Use it. Try it out. It's all right if you get it wrong. Secondly, it's this. When it comes to gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's not either words, works, or wonders. It's not one or the other. We're called to be followers of Jesus who show what we've got through our works, through our words, and through the wonders of the Holy Spirit, pointing people where they, where they come, there must be a God. They see something, they experience something, and it's a sign and a wonder that shows what God is like. The second is this, gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Well, they don't save. I could talk all day of those who've been freed from heroin addiction that I have prayed for, who have decided not to follow Jesus. The gifts of the Spirit don't save. It's Jesus who saves. John Wimber, he wrote this in his cracking book called Power Evangelism. He wrote this. Signs and wonders do not save, only Jesus saves. The power for salvation in power evangelism is through the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus, what he has done for you, for me, for those in our communities. It is that which saves. So when we're looking at gifts, it's not the be all and end of, whoa, I've got some new gifts. It's the gifts that aren't going to save. It's the gifts that will point, the gifts that will help people, open people's hearts. People get to feel and experience and know the living God. They're the gifts but it's the good news of the Lord Jesus that saves. So first and foremost, I've written this, the purpose of signs and wonders and the gifts of the Holy Spirit is to demonstrate the kingdom of God. They show us what God is like and they reveal the intention of why Jesus came to the world to destroy 
the works of the evil one. There are so many gifts that are on offer to you and me. And you, you might be sitting there thinking, hey, it's all right. Um, I know I'm gifted. I've got some gifts. It's all right. It's okay. I know I can speak some words of knowledge. I know I can bring some words that encourage and strengthen and comfort those around me. I'm, I know when I pray for the sick that sometimes people are healed. And I want to remind you that as followers of Jesus, we are commanded, we're going to look at this in a little bit, to be hungry, to be greedy for gifts of the Spirit. To not sit and go, you know, I'm, I'm okay, actually. I'm all right. I believe that he wants to pour out new gifts upon you and to do that this morning. And they're gifts of revelation, like words of wisdom. And we read in 1 Corinthians 12 of a whole load of gifts. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discerning of spirits. We read about the gifts of power, of faith, supernatural, trusting God for the miraculous. An absolute assurance, an expectation of God turning up. Working of miracles. Some of us are gifted in working of miracles and we don't even know it because we haven't even done it. And we need an opportunity to go and raise the dead. It was hilarious this morning as I followed my satnav to New Life Church. It took me to the crematorium. <laughs> and I laughed. I laughed. I was like, hey, New Life, I'm not at New Life Church and I've been here so many times. But I was at the crematorium and I felt the Lord say, New Life it's about the dead being raised to life. It's about more and more people coming to know. Your name as New Life Church is about new life, new life, new life, new life. Not new life, great, that's enough. It's about new life, continuously new life. Those who are dead to become alive. Gifts of power, healing. When we can command sickness to go in the name of Jesus. Gifts of inspiration, prophecy, which is direction from God that brings that comfort, strength and encouragement. Tongues, that heavenly praise, that prayer of prophetic utterance in an unknown tongue. I love the gift of tongues. I never want to get tired of having the gift of tongues and go, oh, that's enough. I've prayed in tongues enough now. I want to pray in new tongues, in new ways. I want to, to see the Lord move in the ways that I've never imagined before with those around me. I want to see people's lives turned upside down. It absolutely annoys my children, by the way, when we go shopping. Because I see people and I don't know what to pray for them. So I'll start praying in tongues. And like we'll be in, in Aldi's. And I'll be I won't like be singing out loud too loud in tongues and, and my children be like dad dad you're doing it again I'm like oh yeah sorry sorry get the pasta got the pasta but I want to be able to talk in new languages new ways and this morning if you have not yet received the gift of tongues I believe that the Holy Spirit he is here to pour out new gifts upon you 
interpretation of tongues. I love it as a college when we pray in tongues. But we haven't got a clue what we're praying about. So we wait for someone to tell us what we've just prayed. And it's like, whoa, that's so good and insightful and powerful. So the gifts of the Spirit are available for you. For you. It's, it's easy to look around and go, yeah, for you. <laughs> for you. But for me, I know my stuff. For me? I know what's been going on. For me? No, not for me. I know how I've messed up. Not for me, but for you. And this morning, I, I want you to have that confidence as God has met with us this morning as he has shown us that we are known by him that we are loved by him that the gifts from him are for you they're for you they're a gift you don't have to prove anything to receive a gift right do you it's a gift All you have to do is receive it. Take it. That's why it's the gift of the Holy Spirit. Not the work your way for the Holy Spirit. Prove yourself for the Holy Spirit. It's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts that are going to transform your communities. You might be sitting here thinking, yeah, that's great. I've heard that heard this before we've had loads on the gifts of the holy spirit here and i usually find that there are three barriers that will stop people from receiving believing going for it in the gifts of the spirit the first is this you've been willing to believe in miracles you believe that god is the god of miracles you believe in the Holy Spirit and what he does but when you've tried doing it it just doesn't work so you've thought about it and you've thought well it's just not for me then they're not my thing there might be someone else's so the first barrier is even though it hasn't worked using the gifts of the spirit before Would you get over that and have another go? The second barrier is this. You've seen someone else using the gifts of the Spirit and you've thought, really? Is that that real? Is that true? Did someone really be healed then? Is that just a story? Is that just hype when the music's playing? And cynicism creeps in. And cynicism has an amazing ability to creep into our mindsets and make us believe in a God who, while being very much alive, is somehow neutered of any power. And this pattern of thinking can become a stronghold. Where you've looked at something and you've gone, as if. Really? Is that real? And the third barrier, which is a painful barrier, 
is that you've asked for miracles. For those that you love. But then they've died. Children have remained sick. And you know what? The pain is too great. So you dare not ask again. Because it hurts. I wonder if you relate to any of those three barriers. The it doesn't work. The is if, as if. Or that it hurts. I want to take a moment for the Holy Spirit to fall upon us. To comfort us, to reassure us again like we have experienced. You know, he loves to fall upon his friends. The Holy Spirit loves to fall upon his friends. In Luke's act, in, in Acts that Luke wrote, verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 44, it says, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. The Holy Spirit fell. In Greek, it's the epipipto. It means to be embraced with affection. Come, Holy Spirit, and fall. For the barriers that stop us receiving the gifts, would you take that barrier away? Come Holy Spirit, fall upon us. Hug us, embrace us. Come Holy Spirit. So here's some encouragements that I want to give to you. How do you how do you get more of the gifts of the spirit? How do you get more of it? Well, first off, we need to ask. We need to ask. Jesus teaches his first friends uh, he says, you know what, if, if a son asks his dad for some bread, uh, his dad isn't going to give him like a rock or a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, he's not going to like go, here you go, have a snake. And then Jesus says, so if you, you know how to do evil, right? You know how to do bad stuff, but you wouldn't do that to your kids. If that's what you're like, how much more Will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So the simplicity is this. If you want more of the Holy Spirit, ask. Ask him. Come, Holy Spirit. Ask. Maybe you're in that place where you think, you know what? I just haven't met with God, with his, experienced his presence, received the power of his Holy Spirit. Well, ask. Ask him. I love asking Father for, for new gifts. I, love, I ask all the time. 
ask, I ask, Father, can I have this? And the joy of him giving and me receiving from him, I experience that joy of the giver as I receive and the joy that I have as he gives and gives and gives. Secondly, we need to be greedy. I've mentioned this, but let me read the verses to you. 1 Corinthians 14. So in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul is teaching the church in Corinth what it means to have the Holy Spirit. And he writes these beautiful words. He says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries in the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Who's going to be strengthened and encouraged and comfort tonight as you welcome your community into this place and to watch the fireworks? And the only way someone is going to receive that strengthening, encouraging, and comfort is from you. Right? Russ isn't going to do it. Sarah's not going to do it. Sam's not going to be, hey, everyone, I'm, I'm the guy who's going to be prophesying over you. Come over here. Come over. It's, it's you who will be speaking those words over your friends, your family, people who haven't got a clue about Jesus so that they can know that there is a God who knows them inside out. He loves them. We need to be greedy. That eagerly desire is to be greedy for. Be greedy for it. Long for it. Sometimes I, I forget that. I was in Cambridge with, with my kids. We were at the Museum of Anthropology. And it was a day off. So I'm like, hey, I'm just going to just sit here while they look around. It's a cracking place, isn't it? Beautiful. And the curator person, you know, who looks after, they've got a clipboard usually, came up to me and she said, are you alright? I said, yeah, just a day off, put my feet up. She goes, oh, what do you do? I was like, oh, don't really, it's a day off, you know. So I was like, wow, well, you know, I encourage people to think about Jesus. Um, part of a college, I'm a Baptist minister, you know, let people know about God. She goes, oh, no way. So I thought, well, the cat's out the bag. I better, you know, stay off. I'm tired. Kids are running around. So I go, hey, um, anything like you want me to pray for you about? And she starts crying. She stand, she's weeping. She's standing there weeping. So I get up. I go, you're right, love. She goes, no, I have to be out of my flat. You see, um, landlord's selling it. I have to be out of my flat. And I uh, don't know where I'm going. I've got two weeks. I'm like, all right, I'll pray. I'll pray for you. Um, do you want some feedback? I said. And I thought, why did I say that? That's a bit weird. She goes, what, what do you mean, feedback? I'm like, well, when I pray, can I, can I pray for you? And then uh, I'll let you know what I think God might be saying. She goes, really? Does that work? I'm like, yeah. Thinking, please, God, let this work. So I sit and I'm greedy uh, from being tired. I turn greedy and I say, Lord, bring it. Bring it, speak. 
and I sit in a quiet place while the kids are running around and I have two things. I have a green door, number 47. So I go up to her and go, hi, we have to go in a minute, but do you want that feedback? She goes, yeah, go on then. She stands there with a wry smile on her face thinking, this guy, he's a nutter. I go, well, okay, the feedback I've got is a green door and it's number 47. She goes, <gasps> I go, are you okay? She goes, no, the, the, the thing is, my parents, they live at number 47. Their front door's green and I've been wondering, do I, do I move back with my parents for a while? I said, well, I think, I think that's like a good thing. She's like, yeah, thanks for that. How does that work again? So I tell her about prayer and... But we need to be people who are greedy for spiritual gifts, for the laying others in, that they are known by the living God. Thirdly, if we're going to receive, we need to do a new thing. This terrifies most of us. It is about doing a new thing. You read that with Peter. In fact, he says to the Lord, I have never, in Acts 10, He's having a vision, Peter, because he knows that the good news of the Lord Jesus, it's for those who are already in. It's for the Jewish nation, those who've got a clue about God. It can't be for the Gentiles, right? But he has this vision and loads of unclean foods come before him and he hears the Lord say, get up and eat. And he's like, I'm not eating that. I've never eating anything impure or unclean. This vision happens three times. I have never, I've never. And then there's a knock on the door. And it's some Gentiles, people not part of the Jewish nation, asking for Peter. And he goes with them. And the Holy Spirit falls. I love doing new things. I remember when people started doing treasure hunting. Have you heard of that before? You ask God for some clues, some insights as to who you're going to meet. And then you go out and meet them. And I remember going out treasure hunting thinking, I've never done this and I feel so uncomfortable. My heart is beating and I'm not sure if this really should work. Am I really going to meet someone? Recently, I just wrote a little story. If I can find it. Where's it gone? It says this. This is a little story from Treasure Hunting. It says, we decided we'd do a treasure hunt, asking God for clues as to who he wanted us to offer prayer for healing to. And on my list, I wrote I needed to pray for someone's right foot and toes. Seriously, that's what I'd wrote. Right foot and toes. And as soon as we left the building, I noticed a man hobbling. He explained that he had got gout in his toes on his right foot. And I asked if, he, if I could pray for healing. And he said, yeah, I'm a Muslim. So yeah, you can pray as I also believe in prayer. So I was like, cool. And then I said, could I lay my hands on your toes gently? He goes, yeah, all right. So I, I kneel down and I pray for his toes. Afterwards, as he walked down the road, he shouted, It's magic! The pain had gone and I shouted back, 
it's Jesus. And the four, I went with three others. Between the four of us, we met 12 people in just over an hour who were either prayed for then and there or they asked if we would pray for them later. One lady kept saying, this is so weird. But she said it in a good way. This is so weird. And she felt that God had brought us to her to deliver a message. This is a sign that you are known by God and that he loves you, I declared over her. And then we met someone who had visited the cathedral on most days for eight years to write prayers and light a candle. And she poured out to us a, like a complex, frightening tale of demons and nightmares. And we encouraged her to call on the name of Jesus. And she asked if we would pray for her there and then. We prayed for her. After eight years, she had finally met someone willing to go out to meet someone, to deliver something from God's heart for her. Will you do a new thing? Will you receive something from the Lord that he's got for you for the sake of those who haven't got a clue about Jesus, who are desperate for what you've got, who need to know this is true, this is real, and you can bring it through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that wonder that people are known by the living God. Lastly, would you practice? So I'm in my shop on Monday. On Monday I'm in my shop and I'm, I'm getting some muffins. We've got some people coming around. Uh, so I've got my muffins and there's a guy, uh, he's like a Rastafarian in front of me. He's got the most amazing beard. It's down here like... So I'm admiring his beard, thinking, that is an amazing beard. And he, he, he goes out the shop, and as he's going out the shop, I have a word, Timothy. So I'm thinking, his name's Timothy. This is going to be cool. I'm going to tell him that his name's Timothy. And he's going to like, how do you know that? And I can tell him about Jesus. So um, he goes, he's sitting in his car, munching on a pasty. And I'm on my push bike. I've come out the shop. I'm on my push bike and knock on the door as if we're doing some kind of drug deal and he and he <laughs> he winds down the window he's like you're right mate I'm like yeah yeah hey um the name Timothy does that mean anything to you my heart's beating I'm like this is gonna be good he goes no mate <laughs> right it's not your are you Tim no I'm not Timothy my name's Carl I'm like you're Carl Oh, do you know a Timothy? No. <laughs> Hang on. Do I know? No, don't know a Timothy. I'm like, all oh, right. Okay. He goes, why is that? I'm like, all oh, right. Um, I'm a Christian. He's like, right? And I thought that I needed to tell you the name Timothy, that it would be really important. And I'm sorry, I, you know, I got it wrong. He's like, no, that's all right. So how does that work? So I tell him about God speaking and well, I got it wrong, but I'm practicing, right? So I get to meet this guy anyway, tell him a little bit uh, about Jesus. And thankfully, he doesn't think that I'm just a complete, utter nutter. So it's all right. So that's on the Monday. On the Friday, I'm having lunch with my sister. Friday, just gone. We're sitting in a cafe. It's busy, uh, but we sit on a table that's big. And we're a bit naughty because it says for six people, but there's just two of us. 
So we say, hey, we'll share. It's all right. Anyone else who comes along, they can share the table. And a young family came along, two kids, mum breastfeeding a little one, son jumping about. And I'm looking at the guy and I'm thinking, there's something about God's call on his life, like being an ambassador. So we get talking. And I say, excuse me, uh, when I look at you, I see someone who's like an ambassador, like in politics. He said, that, that's extraordinary. How did you know that? This guy was from Angola. And his missus, she was like, that is just spot on. How did you know that? I said, oh, can I tell you, um, I believe God is speaking and that he's calling you. We had the most beautiful conversation. The kids were just amazing. They were jumping about, clapping their hands. Jesus came to meet with us around that table. It was glorious. It was good. And we swapped numbers. And uh, I offered to pray for this young man who I saw the call of the Lord Jesus upon his life in the most extraordinary way. We've had a few texts since. But the thing is, Monday I got it wrong, Friday I got it right. But I don't think I would have got it right on the Friday if I hadn't been willing to mess it up on the Monday. And would you practice, would you be willing to say, look, I'll give it a go. If it doesn't work, look, I'll look a bit of an idiot, but that's okay. Because I'm going to offer to pray tonight for someone for healing. And I might just dare to pray there and then for them. Or I might bring something from God's heart. Like I've done this morning as I called in to see my friend on the way at Greg's the Baker's. He was like, hey, I haven't seen you for ages. I said, yeah, it's been a month. I'm on my way to New Life Church in Scunthorpe. He goes, how are you? And I share about how I'm doing. I said, and that, that picture I gave you, he goes, yeah, it's hanging up in the office. And we talk, and he talks about my friend Martin, and he offered to pray for him. But as I'm in Greg's the Baker's, God speaks to me through some mince pies. And I believe these are for someone, by the way, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to practice here. I think there is a family of six. There are six mince pies who need to know of God's joy. Like joy has been just robbed from you. And this um, pack of mince pies have got little gifts of joy. And I believe the Lord wants to give you and your family joy. So if that's for you, these mince pies are a, I hope, a prophetic gift. But I could have got it wrong, right? But that's okay. Is that all right? We're friends. (laughs) We can mess up. We can practice. I also saw a massive bottle of Fanta. And uh, I was going to buy it. I thought, no, that's a bit silly. But as I'm driving down the road, I feel the Lord say, no, it's about, it's not about Fanta, son. (laughs) It's about someone's fantasy. And I want to set them free from their fantasy. And I think there's someone, might be a couple of people, might be more, who've come along this morning and you are enslaved in a fantasy. And it's not, it's not good. It makes you feel weird. But you're stuck in it. And it's a fantasy about someone else. It's not, a, it's not a good fantasy. But you want to get rid of it. And I believe the Lord would say, I'm going to get rid of that fantasy from you. 
that continual way of thinking and thinking and thinking. If that's for you, um, please come and let me pray for you after. Yeah? I can pray for a blessing over you. And the last thing I've brought in my bag is that someone has sat this morning as an observer. See if I can find it. This was on my desk as I left. This morning at seven o'clock, I saw this on my desk and I was like, that is for someone. You need to know you are loved. But you've sat this morning thinking, I'm not loved. I'm not loved. But the Lord wants you to know how loved you are. So let's pray. Come, give us new gifts. Holy Spirit, come and enable us to receive from you all that we need to help our friends and our family, our families come to know you. Come and pour into us new gifts of faith, new gifts that would dare to speak words of prophecy. Come, Holy Spirit. For those of us who have been stuck, come and unstuck us in the name of Jesus. For those of us who feel like we're on the sidelines and we're watching others get it, Lord, would you help us get it? For those of us who have forgotten the adventure of following Jesus and walking in the gifts of the Spirit. Come and remind us now. Come Holy Spirit. And I want to thank you for how generous you are, Father. How you love to pour out the Holy Spirit upon us and his gifts and his ability and his insight. Thank you, generous Father, Abba Father. You are good. Thanks for listening to this message from New Life in North Lincolnshire. To find out more, do visit us online at newlifechurch.uk or why not pay us a visit? We'd love to see you.